0: Welcome to Mental Health and You. This podcast brings you the best information and advice from across the Norfolk and Suffolk Foundation Trust. Every fortnight we will hear from one of our specialist areas, be it school and parent support, the recovery college, well-being or research.
1: Today's podcast is all about self-care and self-compassion and is presented to you by Rachel and Andrea, who are peer support workers within the Wellbeing Service. Today's podcast will cover what are peer support workers, what is self-care and self-compassion, and sharing the peer support workers' lived experiences of using self-care and self-compassion in their recovery journeys. We hope that you come away from today's podcast with an understanding of what self care and self compassion are and how they are linked to recovery. So my name is Rachel. I'm one of the Peer Support Workers within the Wellbeing Service and I'm going to hand over to my colleague Andrea to introduce herself.
0: Hi everybody. My name's Andrea and I'm a Peer Support Worker with the Wellbeing Service. I've been in the role now for approximately four years. Thank you,
1: Andrea. And um, yeah, I think I've been doing it for about three and a half now, doesn't time fly? So Andrea, I guess we need to tell everybody what peer support is.
0: Okay, so peer support is when you use your lived experience and in our case, Rachel, it's um, mental health challenges to support others that are going through similar experiences. Um, We use our stories of mental health recovery to support others and give the idea that there is hope, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah, and I think what's also useful, isn't it, with peer support, whatever it's being used for, is knowing that someone else has gone through something similar to you. And like you said, Andrea, it gives hope, gives the idea of the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that other people have been through similar experiences to you. And sharing experience can support you on your recovery journey. So that's peer support work. I want to start today's podcast with a phrase that you might have heard before which is it's okay not to feel okay. The idea that you're not if you're not feeling great, if you're having a low day, if you're having an anxious day, if you're having a day where your mental health is not where you'd like it to be, then that is absolutely okay. And Andrea, I think that acknowledging that, so acknowledging that it is okay to feel the way that you're feeling, it's okay not to be okay, is a huge part of self care and self compassion. But I'm kind of wondering what exactly are self care and self compassion? I don't know about you, Andrea, but I can get a little bit confused between the two. You know, are they separate? Are they together? So, can you help me out here?
0: Well, they they're separate, but they kind of flow into one another. So, if we start with the idea of self care, Rachel, um, for me, self care is the things that that we do to look after ourselves. So that can be on a physical and mental and an emotional level. Um, it also includes basic self care, so the stuff like making sure you eat regularly, um, that you brush your teeth, and you you know you have a bath or a shower, and also um, tr- trying to get as much sleep as possible. Uh, I think on, on top of that, there's also things that we all do for ourselves that are unique to us. So um, the, the activities that we find comforting and calming and the stuff that, that makes us feel good. Um, but um, those things are, are, are u- unique to each of us. So, you know, everyone's different. So self-care um, looks different for each person
1: okay so what I'm thinking about now Andrea is you know what does self-care mean for us so I'm kind of getting from what you said that if if self-care is the thing is, is the things that I do to take care of myself and my
0: needs yeah yeah so just a, a few examples of mine um, you know it's about making the time to cook myself a proper dinner rather than eating beans on toast or you know taking five minutes just to go and make myself a coffee and and enjoy
1: it so yeah yeah so sorry um so you're kind of saying that really self-care is is different for everybody isn't it so you know i know that i've got friends who who really enjoy exercise um Mm -hmm. I don't but it's a huge part of their self-care um for me you know self-care for me is um is reading I love reading I love taking the time for myself to lose myself in a book to you know to to read and that and I think it's kind of it's it's very different for each person isn't it
0: yeah yeah and I've also found and I mean I don't know if you can relate to this But self-care for me isn't always lovely or fun as well. So I know if I've got a big pile of ironing building up, walking past that all the time doesn't doesn't really do me any favors. It doesn't make me feel very good about myself. So doing that, um, ironing pile and getting all that sorted out in for me is a form of self-care so I'm not letting things build up and then my stress levels are coming down I don't know can you relate to that at all, Rachel?
1: yeah I can you know so I, I think perhaps there is a misconception that self-care is doing stuff like oh I'm gonna lie in the bath for five hours you know yeah. not, sorry a bit of an exaggeration there but do you know what I mean I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that I'm gonna take myself off to a retreat and I'm gonna do those things and those things might be part of your self-care I don't know like we said it's, it's it's individual for each person isn't it but it's those things that you do so like you say those basic things sleep hygiene food um nice things that you can do for yourself whatever that means you know means for you and for your life but also those things like you say they're not the most exciting things to do but if you don't keep on top of them regularly then like you say they can they can make you quite stressed they can make you feel quite unwell you know like you said with ironing for me it's probably the washing up you know not the most riveting thing to do um but if I allow it to pile up, there's there's a whole kind of, those feelings of how it makes me feel in terms of, oh, have you not done that again? Or oh, it's piled up again. So it is, it's, it's kind of, it's a mixture of different things, isn't it? Basic things, necessary things, and those things that actually sort of nurture us and enrich us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. OK, so what we did, we asked the wider peer support worker team what self-care activities they do when things are going well. So when they're feeling OK, when life is ticking over nicely and hasn't thrown us any you know, challenges that we need to, to get over, what does their self-care look like? So, Andrea, would you like to sort of. Let us know what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they, they said that exercise is something they do when things are going well. They tend to, to socialize, to so get out and see friends and family, um, outside in the fresh air and nature, and creative activities, things like in painting or coloring, meditation, there were several of them that said that they like to meditate, um, and also singing featured quite highly there um which of those things do you tend to do rachel is there anything that resonates with you there
1: well it's it's interesting isn't it those activities are so different aren't they there's a huge range of things there so like i said before exercise Yeah, doesn't hugely feature perhaps it should actually perhaps this is a good opportunity for me to look at my self-care and go mm, need to do a bit of that perhaps socializing again perhaps perhaps not so much but yeah definitely um, fresh air definitely meditation that's a huge part of my self-care um, even sit you know singing it It'd probably be stuff like just sort of singing to myself um, around around the house or or stuff like that. You know, it might not do my neighbour's self care any good because, oh, gosh, she's at it again. But yeah, it is kind of it it, is something that I like like to do. What about you?
0: Okay, so on that list, socializing is a big thing for me. Um, I I like to be around people. I like to to hear what's going on in their lives, Um, like to get out for a walk with other people maybe go for a coffee somewhere. So I would say that when things are going well, socialising is definitely something that I would do more of. Yeah.
1: So we also asked the peer support workers to have a think and to let us know, how do they adapt their self-care when the situations change? So, you know, life throws a lot of things at us, doesn't it, Andrew? Recently yeah. we've had um, the coronavirus, we've had lockdown, we've had to really change the things that we do. and part of good self-care is also being able to adapt and change what you're doing to your to your situation so do you mind kind of sort of sharing uh, yeah what kind of things they do when life is not going as okay as they'd like it to be
0: yeah yeah i can rachel so they said that they continue to do exercise but as much as they're able so that could be something like if maybe they used to go for a run in the morning things are not so great maybe going for a walk instead um, Planning things in for their downtime, so having stuff that they know that they're gonna go and do. Um, Watching positive and uplifting films and TV programmes, so something that's gonna give them a little boost. Um, They increase their contact with their friends and and family. Um, Find new ways to connect with people, so I guess that could mean that if you're a little bit anxious about going out, maybe sending someone a message on WhatsApp or, or something, so something a bit different. Trying something new, something completely new, something've they've, they've never tried before, um, trying to eat more healthily, so being more conscious of of you know what they're they're cooking, and also being kind to themselves, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a big one because we forget to do that, don't we? You know we're our own worst critics, and when things are not going great, um, I, I know I definitely come down on myself like a ton of bricks.
1: And they, again, it's really interesting that those are, are different activities aren't they you know and it might just be little tweaks that you need to make to the things that you're already doing so I noticed that you know you've got continuing to exercise as much as able to so I remember from the start of lockdown you know you could only go out once a day so it was you know adapting to that situation or lots of people would have exercised at home wouldn't they instead of doing um what they would normally and like you say you know trying something new or or picking up something that you know perhaps you've done previously that you haven't uh haven't done for a while so I know um, in lockdown I, I was one of the many people doing lockdown knitting. Um, I'd, I'd started a project ages ago prior to all of this happening. And you know what it's like Andrea, you start something, you stop it, well I, I certainly do and um, yeah that gave me when when the situations changed like that that gave me the opportunity to pick it up again and you know and to finish it and to have um, yeah have a completed project there but it is Interesting, Andrew that you mentioned being kind to ourselves and actually perhaps that's something that you know you, you shared can be sometimes be quite difficult because that kind of leads us nicely into self compassion and I know at the start of the podcast I said sometimes I can get confused between self-care and self compassion you know but I think what we've established so far is self-care is the things that we do isn't it so the the practical things that we do whether like you said it was physical emotional it's it's well-being whether it's practical um basic stuff that we're doing or or stuff that you know is is a bit nicer or those kind of things that aren't so exciting but we we have to get on so i'm kind of thinking andrew does does self-compassion does does it mean the kindness that we give to ourselves
0: yeah I, i i would think so um you know, if I haven't managed to do something that I'd set out to do, um, I, I could be quite unkind to myself and um, I, I could, uh, yeah, I, not have...
1: So would it be stuff like, Andrea, I, I know um, you're kind of having a bit of a, you know, you're having a think there, aren't you? So is, is being compassionate to yourself in that moment going, oh Andrea, you know, you're doing a podcast we're recording it you know we sometimes trip over our words and go let's just be compassionate and take a minute and go oh gosh yeah my brain's not quite doing what I want it to do would that be self-compassion
0: yeah I've got a little bit overwhelmed there so yes but you know it's the first time we've done this podcast isn't it yeah Yeah, exactly and this is true
1: and would the opposite of self-compassion be you thinking to yourself oh my god i've just i've I've just messed up this is recording i've tripped over my words oh why can't you think why can't you do anything does that feel very compassionate to you
0: no no so my my immediate thought was oh andrea you're useless what you you we have practiced this obviously you know what why can't you remember what you're saying but no, no, being self-compassionate would be come on andrea take a pause and get on with it and we we do know what self-compassion is it's really just being get, being kind to yourself in the same way you would to other people Indeed. so, so yeah.
1: if if you were being a, a compassionate friend so hopefully like i did there and went you know oh andrea it's all right okay we know we're doing this that's how you'd expect a friend to treat you, wouldn't it? You know, yes. if I then turned around and went, oh, for goodness sake, you've messed this up, you mess everything up, <laughs> you know, does, does that make you feel good, Andrea? If I do? No, no. Exactly. So, self-compassion is is being a good friend to ourselves, isn't it? Those times where, you know, we make mistakes, we fluff our words, we, we, you know, we we don't do the things that we think we should be doing. It's it's actually taking that step back and go, oh, okay, that you know, some compassion here. I'm a human, you know, this is this is quite stressful and it's OK. And you know, it is going to be sorted. So self compassion really is giving kindness to yourself and it's treating yourself as if you would treat a friend. So something we'd like you guys listening today is it to think about is what does self care and self compassion mean to you? Um, I think we've already established today that you know, self care is different for each person looks different i think also andrea it looks different for the stages of recovery that you're at so you know i when you're right at that start your self-care probably isn't there as much is it It certainly wasn't for me but as you progress as you you know as you get going in your recovery journey it improves and you know there there might be times where your self-compassion is not there It's left. It's gone for a wonder. It's disappeared. And again, you know, it's working on that, isn't it? Trying to be as compassionate to yourself as you're able to. But what does that look like to you guys in practice? So some food for thought there. Um, We've also got some other things, really, in terms of self-compassion that you can have a think about, um and um yeah used to sort of think about your self-compassion and perhaps to improve it so you know what when was the last time you gave compassion to somebody else what did you say or do and it's interesting because you've actually heard that in the podcast today yeah. so i've uh, been compassionate towards my co-presenter and said you know it, it's all right well you know we'll carry on and i think that's actually possibly easier than thinking about when was the last time you gave yourself so you gave yourself self compassion so what did you do so I don't know about you Andrew but now I'm now having a bit of a, a bit of a block because I'm thinking oh Rachel when was the last time you were self compassionate uh, mm, might need some uh, bit of thinking time
0: on that. Oh. OK, well, I, I can give an example other than the one that everybody's just heard on this podcast. So this morning um, I had planned to get up and I would planned to do some exercises, but I woke up and I was really quite tired. And I thought, you know what, Andrea, just have another half an hour in bed and you can do your exercises tonight after work. Now, had I of not been compassionate to myself, I would have said something like, Oh, you you need to get up and do it and you know, you're you're being a bit bit slack and you said that you were going to but just by being kind to my but you know, self compassion, being kind to myself, I allowed myself that time to rest. Mm. And then I'll probably be more motivated after work.
1: Yeah, and I think this is where, you know, we, we find that self-care and self-compassion do go hand in hand a lot of the time. So that's a really good example, Andrea. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you laid in bed and went, oh, now now is not, not the time for me getting up to, to do that exercise. So I'm going to take that time to myself, you know, so I'm going to be self-compassionate there. I'm not going to beat myself up and call, you know, do all those different things and actually then your self-care can come in place where you can go well I'm not gonna do it now and I might not do the 10,000 steps that <coughs> excuse me that I might normally do but actually what I'm gonna do is 500 and I'm going to do those 500 later, and and that's okay. And it's interesting when you were saying that, I was trying to think about being self-compassionate towards myself. And something I've kind of started recently, you know, you know when those thoughts appear that are not very self-compassionate, they're not very nice, they're not very kind. What I try to say to myself now is, is that thought helpful? Mm-hmm. Is that thought kind? The answer to that is generally both no, and then I can work on you know the stuff that's coming up from that just to kind of stop myself getting stuck in those patterns of you know self berating and stuff like that. And something we'd also you know might be useful to think about is what could you do in the future to give yourself more self compassion? So if at the minute self compassion does not come easily to you, that's okay doesn't come easily to me. Does it come easily to you, Andrea? No. (laughs) Exactly. I think we've you know, we've probably established that it's actually easier to give somebody else compassion than it is to give yourself compassion so you know what could you do in the future to give yourself more self-compassion you know it might not be something at the minute you even want to think about because you're not in the right place to be doing that but you know just kind of having a thing well how can i do this a little bit differently what would that look like for me. So we're coming to the end of um, today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we just want to bring everything all together. So today we've talked about self-care and self-compassion and what they mean to us. We've shared the peer support worker lived experience examples of using self-care and self-compassion and how we develop these practices when our situation changes. Our next podcast will be looking at the Wellness Action Plans as a recovery support tool.
0: And you can find more information on the self-care resources in today's podcast notes.
1: If you're listening to
0: this today and
1: you're not currently having treatment within the Wellbeing Service, but you think that might be something that would be beneficial for you, you can self-refer to the Wellbeing Service and you can do so on our website or over the telephone. If you're currently having treatment within the wellbeing service and would like to have peer support then please do speak to your therapist who can make the referral for you. Andrew and I would like to thank you for listening to us today now. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe. It's free and means the podcast will automatically download every fortnight. Do rate and review our podcast and follow our social media accounts. They're all in the show notes. And more than anything, look after yourself.